During the time of the Second World War, our president at the time, FDR, said that the most important man alive at that time was Winston Churchill. He said he was the most important man alive. If you know anything about Churchill, you know that he and his father both died the same day. Lord Randolph Churchill died on January 24th, and Winston Churchill died on January 24th, 70 years apart, with Churchill dying in 1965. As you know, in 1940, uh, London was being bombed relentlessly by the the Royal Air Force of England was outnumbered about four to one. They had many volunteers actually from the United States, pilots that came and volunteered. And it was a very, very difficult time. Some of these guys were doing six runs a day, going on half an hour sleep a night. So one night, um, one day, Churchill went to visit these pilots, right, that have gone through so much and losing so many guys in 1940, and he went and visited them. He got back in the car, and he's driving home, and he was crying. And that night, he delivered his famous speech, which you may have heard, and this is what it says. Never in the history of human conflict has so much been owed by so many to so few. Never in the history of human conflict has so much been owed by so many to so few. And I think a lot of that kind of rings true for our own day and time. You know, it's often said of Churchill that he was a stubborn man. And if you asked his wife, she'd probably say yes. But any biography biography that one reads of Churchill, they will say he was not stubborn. He's determined. He's focused. He had tenacity. There's a big difference between being determined and being stubborn. So, with your permission, I just want to ask you that question. What's the difference between being stubborn and being focused. What's that? That, Who's against you, right? (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it's, it's a great point to bring up. What's the difference between being stubborn and being focused and determined? Well, in brief, it's good to be focused. It's not good to be stubborn. And people can be stubborn with other people and with God. What's the difference? When you're stubborn with other people, you drive them away. When you're stubborn with God, you turn away. And it's often not that people have rejected God, but they just think, you know, I'm doing pretty good. Maybe you've heard me say that, you know, my kids are happy. I've got health insurance. I got a good job. I got a retirement plan. I don't really need God. They're just kind of stubborn. But God knows the cracks in the armor. He'll usually make his way in. So for each one of us, it's kind of good to remember being stubborn is, is not what we are called to be. By the way, what's the worst thing you can say to a stubborn person? You're being stubborn. 
Because if you tell a stubborn person they're being stubborn, what are they going to do? Be more stubborn. It's kind of like when you're telling your seven-year-old, okay, son, you're not going to get up from that dinner table until you eat your broccoli. What's he going to do? I'm going to wait here till Christmas, Dad. I ain't going nowhere, right? I mean, they're, they're going to sit there. They're going to dig in their heels. So the difference between that and this person is you, have, you now have a 60-year-old man, and it's no longer broccoli. It's God or the need to be in control or the need to be right. The difference, of course, between that and somebody who's focused is somebody who's focused can actually listen to the suggestions of other people, take them in, and hopefully apply them. The broccoli changes as we age if we're stubborn. But if we're focused, we take that in and we grow as a person. You know, Jesus had to deal with many stubborn people, and they all had their own broccoli. In, in, in the Gospels, for instance, it says that he went to his hometown of what? Does anybody ever heard of Jesus? <laughs> yeah? So where was Jesus from? Nazareth. Okay, so he goes to Nazareth. And he said, and I'm quoting here, he could not perform any miracles there because they were stubborn. Okay. In another place, he sends out the apostles. And this is what he says. He says, gentlemen, go and do these things, and I give you the power to do these things. But if they don't listen to you, if they're stubborn, this is what he says, shake the... Vaughn. What does that mean? It means no matter how hard you try with a stubborn person, some of them are just not going to listen. In fact, the more you try, the more they're going to dig their heels in. You know, <laughs> Pope Benedict XVI, he was once asked, Holy Father, does it bother you that people don't listen to you? And his, he started laughing. He said, they didn't listen to Jesus. They're not going to listen to me. We do our best. Some people listen, some people won't. Some people will like you, and some people won't. But I'm a likable person, Father. They should like me. Good luck with that one. (laughs) Good luck with that. Shake the dust from your feet. In other words, do not let one's peace of mind be wrapped up in getting through to a stubborn person. In fact, it's my experience that the best way to get through to a stubborn person is just to leave them alone and they will come to it on their own. If you happen to be one of those, well, stubborn people, look around you and see if people tend to be shaking the dust from their feet around you. You can always tell why. Even in their own family. It's harder as we age when we depend on other people. When we're younger, it's not that big a deal. But when we get older and we're stubborn, 
They end up cocooning themselves. You know, I shared with some of you that I used to work at Sandestin Resorts in Destin, Florida. I worked at a place called the Elephant Walk restaurant and then also uh, in the banquet kitchen. And one day in the banquet kitchen, um, the banquet chef, he said, Ben, come with me. I said, okay. So we go out in the back loading dock and there on the back loading dock is 15 large blocks of ice, 300 pounds, 40 inches tall, 11 inches wide. And he says, uh, he said, Ben, have you ever done any ice carving? I said, I'm from Memphis, okay? We don't, like, we have roaches that big, but we don't have ice that big, okay? He said, have you ever, he said, have you ever used a chainsaw? I was like, no. I, no, it's like a snowmobile or something. I was like, I've never used a chainsaw. He's like, well, here you go. He said, I'm going to show you how to do it, and I'll show you once, and you figure it out. Whatever. He said, tonight we have, uh, that night we had, they had a big church group party, and they wanted praying hands out of ice. Now, Personally, I think it's a little tacky to have praying hands and cocktail shrimp around it, but whatever. Nobody asked me. So, he showed me how to do this, right? He did it literally, I'm not exaggerating, he did the whole thing in like 45 seconds. By the way, this is a side note. People pay about $5,000 for one of those ice cars. About eight bucks, that block of ice. To be in. So he, he makes one and he's like, here you go. He goes inside and I'm sitting there carving it with a chainsaw and, and it ended, we ended up losing some of the fingers so all we had was two middle fingers. <laughs> so needless to say, we did not use that for the church group. But I thought, you know, I'm going to keep doing this and so I kept focused. And I kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And as the months went on, I'm not patting myself on the back, but I got pretty good at it. We made swans, we made baskets, we made eagles. And I even got to the point that I could carve happy birthday with power tools on an ice. I had to stay focused. And you know, for each one of us, maybe it's a little kind of similar, right? Is that For each one of us, there's a big difference between being stubborn and being focused. Being focused is a good thing. So I'll close with this. I recently read a book by uh, author David Epstein, and the name of the book is just called Range. Range. And in Range, one of the things that Epstein talks about, he talks about athletes and how athletes can either be stubborn or they can be focused. And to accentuate this point, he mentions some of these athletes like Roger Federer, Kobe Bryant, and he contrasts them with Tiger Woods and maybe we could throw in there Lance Armstrong. And he talks about how Roger Federer, I, I can tell you, I've, I've never played tennis a day in my life. I know nothing about tennis. But I didn't know this. He mentioned that Roger Federer has won the Sportsmanship of the Year Award 18 times. 18 times. 
In other words, they think besides the amazing things this man has done for tennis, he's a good man. He's just a good man. People enjoy being around him because he's got range. It's not all about winning. Because if it's all about winning, if you win at any cost, you lose at every cost. In other words, if you win, you may win that tournament, you may win that game, but at what cost? Because for some people it's all about winning, but they're stubborn. In contrast that, he talks about like Kobe Bryant. Do you know that Many of you know that Kobe Bryant went to Mass the morning he died with his daughter. It's a good man. He said they have range. That's what makes them awesome athletes. And I get it. We, in the goal of sports, we want to win. But at what cost? Because at the, end of the, at the end of the day, look, I love sports just as much as everybody. But at the end of the day, there's five words we need to remember. It is just a game. It's just a game. But when we have range, we can see what's the... <laughs> why is this so important? What's the long-term goal? And the long-term goal for us is to get to heaven. That's where we need to be focused. For each one of us, brothers and sisters, we don't want to be stubborn. Because when you do that, you isolate yourself. Nothing good comes from that. Being focused, boy, we need more of that in the world. 